Again, since we've been back, we've started a, a, a new sort of mini-series within our gatherings here on Sunday mornings called The Word in Season. Uh, and we've, uh, Dave started us a couple of weeks ago when Jude Hill was up last week. I'm delighted to invite Campbell Mulholland this morning. Uh, let's give Campbell a, a welcome, a bit of encouragement as he comes. So we're, a word in season is just, we're asking people within the life of church uh, to, to, I suppose, a kind of bit of reflection on the last number of mon months and how lockdown has been and how just the changing circumstances of life uh, have been. So we're really looking forward to hearing from Campbell this morning. So I'm going to give this wipe down and give it over to you. Can I just say how great it is to be back here again and see all your faces, albeit with the masks on? And uh, yeah, just how lovely it is to be here. Um, what an encouragement it is to, to be together again. This church has been a, a great encouragement to me over the years. So I um, just want to share a few reflections about, um, about what's been going on with us in the last number of months. Um, so... I reached a bit of a milestone this year in 2020. I turned 50. Yeah. And uh, what a year it has been, my goodness. What can you say about this year? Um, I guess in many ways we're all still processing what we're going through. Um, yeah, I think uh, in some ways we have this sort of shared experience of 2020 um, with the, the pandemic, and yet we all have our own individual stories to tell as well. Um, so just just about me, I mean, I have been tremendously fortunate in my life. I can remember um, starting work on July the 7th, 1993, the day after graduation, and I have been fortunate to have been in good health, and I have worked ever since, barring a few short holidays. And um, yeah, Kerry, uh, who's here today, my wife and I have been running a physiotherapy and podiatry practice for 11 years in Lisburn and things have been going well and uh, obviously with the pandemic on the 20th of March we could see how things were going and we cancelled all our patients and effectively our doors were closed and I can still remember uh, on the next morning uh, one of our elderly patients arriving who hadn't got the memo as it were and he arrived at the door and Kerry was making all sorts of hand gestures through the glass that no, no, you can't come in it's not safe um, and so really from that day on our, our doors were closed and uh, look don't get me wrong um, there's been some really really nice things about lockdown um, as you remember the weather was lovely um, Jacob and Lucy came home from university on St Patrick's Day we got some family time that we really otherwise would not have had and so look I'm really grateful for that um, it was it was great I guess despite that, when, you're, when your business is closed down, the doors are closed, and at that point you've no means of really having income and no means of really paying your bills, um, I would be lying to you to tell you that, you know, that isn't somewhat scary. And maybe some of you can relate to some of those feelings that we would have been having. Um, also, I think there was a big awareness with us that other people were kind of relying on us um, that our business would work and that they would obviously still have jobs. Um, so when you work in a business where effectively you spend time with people, um, you try and work out what's wrong with them and you're 
business involves close social contact. You can imagine in an age of social distancing that becomes very difficult. Um, so look, if you were to ask me, how have you been feeling in 2020, Campbell? I've got to be honest, I've been feeling, you know, quite vulnerable, um, pretty scared at times about the whole thing, um, not really knowing exactly the best way forward, um, generally feeling a little bit lost. Um, so for me, 2020 has been a year really without any point of comparison. I've been really struggling to find a yardstick, like some sort of benchmark, you know, I haven't had any lived experience of this before, but like yourselves. Um, and look, you know, if this had happened before, you'd ask somebody older, wouldn't you? You'd say, look, you've been through this before. Um, how are you feeling? Um, what happens next? You know, how, how should we navigate this? Um, and really, and, uh, it, there's, nobody, there's nobody to ask, is there? Let's be honest, we don't really know what's going to happen next. Um, it's probable there's going to be some some more trouble coming down the track. Um, we're not naive about that. Um, it feels like we're kind of in the middle of this now. This chapter hasn't really been fully written. And there's some more chapters that have still to be written. So anything I say is really provisional, uh, but I hope it's helpful. Um, so as I say, I've been trying to scramble desperately for some sort of experience that I have had that in any way compares to what we're facing in 2020. So a few years back, there's a man in this church called Stephen Wilson, who I'm sure you all know. Stephen asked me, would I go and do the morning mountain marathon with him? And uh, I think in a moment of weakness, stroke madness, I agreed to do that. So... Together we set off with our rucksacks, and on the Saturday, the weather was good. Uh, Stephen was on the compass on the map, and uh, he navigated us seamlessly through. We got all our marker points, and we pitched our tent in the Silent Valley, and all was well. And then on the Sunday morning, we got up, and we, we set off, and about three o'clock, we were at this top of Sleeve Burner, and the, the sun was shining. And then within about 10 minutes, the mist descended, and I can tell you that I could not see from here to you. Uh, we literally couldn't see each other anymore. The mist was really, really thick. And um, really all I kind of knew was that that was down the mountain and that was up the mountain. I knew the name of the peak we were on. Um, but apart from that, we were effectively lost and didn't really know where we were going. And it felt like if you set off in a particular direction, you didn't really know exactly where you were heading. And I suppose really, in many ways, that feeling of kind of disorientation is in many ways how I've been feeling in 2020. Um, so on that particular day, um, we just basically moved sideways on the mountain. And we didn't really know where we were going. But eventually we hit what became the Morn Wall. Now the mist was very uh, heavy that day, but there was no mistaking that this was the Morn Wall. And you probably know the Morn Wall in the Morns is like a really uh, sort of well-trodden path for walkers. So that gave us a real fixed point again, something familiar. And the next couple of hours were spent moving out from that familiar point to try and find these elusive cluster points. Um, so the discovery of a solid, reliable point of reference, a well-trodden path, made all the difference on that day. Um, 
I'm glad to say we got home. Uh, I was pretty exhausted, uh, but we were, we were pretty determined to finish. Um, so you may recall in March, um, Dave spoke to us about the 23rd Psalm, and Hannah also uh, uh, sang a really beautiful version of that. In December, we moved house, and uh, we moved out to the countryside. So really, since December, we've been surrounded by green fields and lots of sheep. So the 23rd Psalm has been very much in my mind. Um, and the 12th, 23rd Psalm, as you know, for Christians, those six verses are like a fixed reference point. They're a well-trodden path for Christians. Um, and I've got to say, um, I have definitely had some sleepless nights in lockdown. Your mind wanders. You kind of think of all sorts of uncertainties and all sorts of things that things may work out. But the verse that has really been with me uh, this year has been the verse, he maketh me lie down in green pastures. So I remember very clearly um, the 23rd Psalm, a book that I read in my 20s, and uh, I was able to discover it in my bookshelf and, and dust it down. And um, it, there, was, there was a couple of things in the book I remembered, and I just wanted to kind of look at them again. Um, so this book was written by a guy called Douglas Macmillan, um, and he was a, a sheep farmer in Scotland. And... Um, he, he just seemed to have some really insights into the behavior of sheep, uh, which I found really interesting. I, I kind of felt he was the sort of guy who'd spent an awful lot more time in the fields than he'd ever spent in the pulpits, and I kind of liked that. Um, so about this verse, what he writes is, uh, he maketh me lie down. And so he says, if I were not a shepherd, I think I would wonder what on earth the psalmist meant by these words. Uh, but because I am a shepherd, I know that one of the most difficult things is to attain among a flock of sheep, um, is, is to attain among a flock of sheep, is to get them to lie down. Now he then goes on to talk about the reason that sheep will not lie down. Okay, so the first is fear. A sheep which is afraid will never lie down. A sheep which was afraid will never lie down, and a sheep, a sheep can be very easily frightened. So is a Christian. There is something else that will keep a sheep from lying down. It is something to which a shepherd has to pay very careful attention. A sheep which is annoyed by flies or insects will not lie down. Okay. Uh, in the Christian life, we may uh, worry about tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. It may be worry about how on earth we're going to manage. We worry about the future, about what or may happen in the future. Another thing which keeps a sheep from lying down is a sheep that is hungry will not lie down. You've often seen a sheep lying down in green pasture, but one kind of sheep that will never lie down is a hungry sheep. A hungry sheep will not lie down. It will stand there and eat. Um, then when it is eaten to satisfaction, it will lie down. And you will have never seen such a picture of contentment. So just on that subject of food for sheep, um, in, in Sainfield, like a lot of Northern Ireland, there's a lot of grass. There's an abundance of grass. And Actually, in Israel, when King David wrote this psalm, um, 
it's not like that. Um, so if you were to look out on the green pastures in Israel, in the, in the wilderness, um, they don't look that abundant with grass. Um, in fact, there's just not a lot of rainfall there. The moisture travels in on the wind that's blown up from the Mediterranean and the water condenses and it forms around the base of rocks. And what happens is you get little kind of sprigs of grass forming and they come a little bit each day. And so the way the shepherds work there is they keep the, the sheep moving forward through certain pathways and the sheep have enough grass as they move forward. And um, personally, I find that image really helpful as God provides as the sheep need, okay? In the early part of lockdown, when the doors of our um, clinic were closed, I kind of made myself feel better by doing lots of DIY around the house, like a lot of people. Um, I guess it made me feel like I was doing something a bit productive. Um, it didn't really have a lot of money to spend on build materials, but we seemed to kind of keep finding bits and pieces of things to, to make stuff out of. Um, and I was doing one particular job, and uh, I needed three 70 mil screws to finish this job. Um, I just walked into the shed, and in one of the corners, in a plastic bag, there were three 70 mil screws in the corner. And um, there weren't two, and there weren't four. Um, and look, don't get me wrong, I'm really not somebody who um, feels like God is speaking to them personally on a regular basis, or at least if God has been, I may not have been listening. But I did really feel on that day that God was saying that you're going to have enough. And that has been our experience. So if we think back to being at this top of sleeve burner um, and kind of feeling disorientated, scared, uh, a bit vulnerable, not really knowing how to go forward. In March 2020, the green fields metaphorically looked like they were a bit barren, but God has provided for us in all sorts of ways, um, and also through the generosity of others, and we have had enough as we have moved forward. Um, and so, uh, God has provided enough for us, and I am thankful for that. So, my message is that God is good, and that He provides, and uh, thank you for listening.